Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of John, chapter 1. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. Let's leave that verse up there as well. The human DNA, you know, is incredible and unique. The DNA code functions like language based on four chemical letters. Each piece of data is like a letter that has to be arranged in a certain order. The data spells out specific instructions which the cell will follow to the letter. Get this. One single cell gives the blueprint for the construction and the function of the entire human body. Every cell in your body contains a coded language that communicates specific instructions that that cell will understand and follow. Researchers have identified three billion chemical letters that constitute the human genome. Genome is the entirety of the genetic information. I told you that every cell in the body has coded language, didn't I? Well, scientists have uncovered the text for that language, but according to John Bloom of Biola University, they have the language, but they don't know how to read it. Each cell in our body contains the same DNA, and yet some cells decide to become liver cells, and other cells decide to become brain cells, and other cells decide to become heart cells. Why? Because the genes are differentially turned on and off, and the genes are being turned on and off by factors outside of themselves, argues John Wells, author of The Icons of Evolution. Uh, You didn't know you were coming to science class today, did you? It's reported that when you take a deep breath, get this, you just inhaled 150 million air molecules that Jesus, the Logos, made. It also reported we leak a trillion atoms every one millionth of a second. So right now, atoms are leaking out from your being. So literally, by the time we leave service, we will be all over each other. Isn't that gross? (laughs) Get this. The lining of your skin turns over every two to four weeks. The average human being sheds 40 pounds of skin in a lifetime. That's 40 pounds of skin, not 40 pounds of fat. All right? Some of y'all like, man, I said skin. So last night, I'm doing all this talking about, you know, genome and, um, genome and uh, you know, DNA and all of these, you know, facts and whatever. And last night of all nights, there was a, a lady in, that visited. This was our first time in church, and she was like a, a chemical biologist or something, like one of those really smart people. You ever met some of those people? They're like super smart. You met those people? If you're here, where are you? Please stand. 
So she came up to me after service, and I'm doing all this talking, and she came up to me after service, and she goes, Pastor Rodney, I just want to tell you that, you know, I am a, a chemical biologist of whatever, of the technical laboratories of uh, reservatories. So I said, oh, well, great to meet you. That's great. My first time here tonight. Oh, great. You enjoyed service? Yes. She said, and she said, I'm going to tell you, since I was listening to you when you were talking about all the, you know, the DNA and the cells and stuff like that. And she says, Pastor Rodney, I want to tell you, everything you said was exactly right. And I said to her, it's because I got like that. <laughs> if you're smart, you're smart. I mean, what can I say? She don't know I studied for nine weeks to learn, to learn four facts. I learned nine weeks. I've been studying so much. It's so much. So every cell, get this, has about a trillion atoms. <laughs> I'm a preacher, not a scientist. Every cell has about a trillion atoms, and there's approximately 10 to 100 trillion cells in the human body. Your body is making over a trillion cells every day. The DNA of a single cell is about five feet long. If you take all the DNA from all the cells in your body, if you stretch, they'll stretch out about 10 billion miles. Think about that. 10 billion miles of information in just the cells in your body. Scientists and people on the cutting edge of technology tell us that there is no way that slime can become a molecule. There is no way that a molecule can become a fish. No way a fish can become a lizard. No way a lizard can become a monkey. And you guessed it. You know where I'm going. No way a monkey can become a person. No way. I'm not making this stuff up because there is a distinct, here's why, because there is a a distinct language written there and that language isn't distinct in humans, it's in each human being. Each human being has its own distinct genetic code, Genesis 1.25, that everything was made after its kind, fearfully. And wonderfully and uniquely made are you. But why? Paul said in Colossians, you are made by him and for him. God's revelation of himself is tied to creation. John says all creation owes its existence to the Logos, the word Jesus. There's nothing that is outside of the range of his activity. He's in control of everything. Say amen. He's a Lord over everything. He's a creator of everything. He holds a title deed and the copyright of the earth. Finally, point number three, believe on Jesus, not because he's God, not only because he's God, not only because he's creator, but also because he's the originator of life and light. Verse four and five, look in your Bibles, if you will, in him was life and the life was the light of men. Verse five, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not comprehend it. Some versions read, the light cannot lose against the darkness. The darkness will never overcome it. John moves from creation in general to the most significant element of creation itself, light and life. John uses the word life 36 times more than any other book in the New Testament. This word for life is a Greek word, zoe. Zoe in Greek means the life principle. If you're having a baby girl, Zoe is a good name. It means life. 
or the life principle. Verse 4 tells us the life was the light of men. It isn't that the word contains, listen, it isn't that the word contains life and light. The word is life and light. Did you get that? He is the originator of life, and he is also the originator of spiritual light. And the darkness shall not overcome Jesus. Clap your hands. Will you do that? The darkness shall not overcome Jesus. Shirley MacLaine. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, oh. Shirley MacLaine, some years ago, uh, you might remember Shirley MacLaine became an icon of New Age subjects. And she wrote a pretty successful New Age book called Out on a Limb, remember? And she was conducting one of her seminars in Long Beach, California, teaching people about their own divinity. And during the seminar, she had everybody light a candle. They turned off the lights so the candles could be seen shining in the darkness. And she said, just as those candles have individual flames, so all of you have individual flames within you. Just when she said, finished saying that, the candles set, set the sprinkler system off in the arena and, and all those divine lights were extinguished. In God's timing, great. It's like perfect. Sense of humor, perfect. Listen, listen. The light of Jesus can never be extinguished. Can never be overcome. And the darkness cannot comprehend it. The Bible says Jesus is the light of the world. Over and over again. Got a pen? Write this down. Over and over again, Jesus claims to be the light of the world. John 8, 12. I am the light of the world. And he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Flip over with me to John chapter 3 in verse uh, 19 and 20. 3, 19 and 20. Look at chapter 3. Look at verse 19. Look at verse 19. Say amen. And this is the condemnation, that the light, the light, has come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than what? Light. Why? Because their deeds were evil, for everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. Over and over and over again. Look at John chapter 1. Look at verse 9. Actually, look at verse 8. Actually, look at verse 7. John chapter 1, verse 7. This man came for a witness to bear witness of that of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was a true light, talking about Jesus, which gives light to every man coming into the world. Over and over again, the Bible talks about Jesus is light. Jesus is not saying that he was a light. He's not saying he was another light. He's not saying he has the light. He's not saying he contains the light. He's not even saying he is the way to the light. 
He's declaring that he is the one and the only light of the world. He is life and he is light and follow Jesus and you will not walk in darkness, but you will have light. That means if you don't follow him, you'll walk in darkness. Question, where is the darkness? It's in the world. It's in our hearts. Jesus being the light of the world doesn't mean removing all darkness from the world as he walks through the world. It means the world has no other light than him. Are you hearing me? The world has no other light than him. And if there is going to be light for the world, it will be Jesus. Your choices are Jesus or darkness. There's no alternative. There's no other light. It's either light or darkness. You can't have both. And when you believe in Jesus, not only do you leave the darkness, but you enter the light. Are you glad about it? And you actually, I'll wait while you clap your hands. You enter the light and you actually join the family of light. You become the children of light. Ephesians 5, 8, once you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So walk as children of light. Huh? Walk as children of light. In this political scene, walk as children of light. My heart is so absolutely, this time around, I do this every four years. Seriously, and y'all been around here, you know, every four years we're talking about the same thing. But this time around, my heart seems to be extremely broken, extremely heavy, because I think for me, Four years of preaching the gospel, week after week, teaching the word of God clearly everywhere I go, all over the world, here at Calvary Chapel. I, I, I expect us to grow up, I guess. Listen, I'm your pastor and I love you. Do you know that? But it is very disheartening for me when I'm hearing so much division and bickering concerning the political scene from the church. I'm not talking about from the world. I'm talking about from the church. It's not right. It's not glorifying to God. That's the most important thing. And here, let me help you with something. You're putting your eggs in the wrong basket because Christian, I'm only talking to Christian. If you're not a Christian, check out. I'm talking to Christian. This world is not your home. You cannot live here like it's going to be permanent. Don't get me wrong. I cast your ballot. It is your civic duty. You are a Christian living in the world under a governmental system that allows you to vote. Please take advantage of that. Absolutely. But don't allow that to begin to affect your Christianity and how you deal with people and how you how how you are walking. You are children of light. Be children. We are Christians first before I'm away while y'all clap your hands. We are Christians first. Before you're a Democrat, before you're a Republican, before you're a Republican, because there's Republicans in the Bible, a Republican, I said, for you're a Republican, like, 
okay? I got you, Pastor. Before you're a liberal, whatever you are, it matters not to God. It matters not to Jesus. It matters not to me. This pulpit is not for that reason. I'm not going there. I'm going to preach the word of God. What I'm asking you to do is love each other and walk as children of light. And stop it. Stop it. And stop living your life out on Facebook. You heard me. I take my glasses off. Y'all know we finna fight. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't tell you. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't tell you. I want you to live a life that is pleasing to God. God does not care who's in the White House. God does not care. Listen, God does not care. What we need to be looking for Remember, I told you a long time ago that God judges a nation morally, not by a clock and not by a vote and not by a debate, not by elections. God judges a nation morally. That's how God is going to judge our nation. Based on our morality. Your home is in heaven. Live like it. Don't be so earthly minded that you're no heavenly good. And you don't stumble your brothers, your sister. If they don't agree with you politically, that's fine. You don't argue with people and all this nonsense in the church. Jesus died for what's going on here. Jesus died for what went on here. And what you're doing is you're trying to, you're mixing earthly things and fleshly, spiritual things. You're mixing your earthly, fleshy, carnal things with spiritual, heavenly things. They don't mix. Just like light and darkness does not mix. Don't do it. We're the body of Christ. And listen, after the election, whomever is in office, after the election, guess what? You got to come to church. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You got to come to church. And do what you always do for the next four years. Whoever is there, stop it. God's not pleased. Not with that kind of behavior. Blowing each other up on Facebook and carrying on. and uh, Stop. There you go. Are you children? Are you grown? When you become grown, you put away childish things. Somebody say amen. I'm going to leave that alone because y'all all offended, mad at me. I got you. All right. But tell me, tell me you love me. I know y'all love me. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sometime you got to go there. In verse five, look at it. We're coming in for a landing because I took my time up. The light shines in the darkness. He means the word became flesh and Jesus has come into a dark world. 
The light of the world has entered into the darkness of evil and unbelief and lostness and death and darkness does not overcome Jesus. Say amen. In other words, the light will triumph and that means Jesus will triumph and all those who believe in Jesus will triumph. And in this religious, political, economical darkness, that's good news. Doesn't it seem the longer Jesus tarries, the darker things get. And it seems that darkness is gaining ground, doesn't it? It seems that darkness not only wants us to tolerate the darkness, but darkness wants us to embrace and receive and accept the darkness. Darkness is seeking to destroy our children. Darkness is seeking to destroy our marriages. Are you listening? Darkness is seeking to destroy our ministries. Darkness is seeking to destroy our lives with sickness and cancer. Darkness is seeking to destroy. Christ came to give life and light. Yes. Darkness. I read the story last week. Then y'all probably knew the story about the Houston, Texas cheerleaders. And they're at a game doing what they do, like holding up banners of for the cheer the team on, you know, rah, rah. Um, they had some verses. I'm trying to think what they had on the verses. They had like, oh, I can do all things through Christ to strengthen me. And they're holding that up. And, you know, rah, rah. and, you know, they, and, and, um, you know, if God is for us, who can be against us? They had these verses up there. So the school district banned, this is the story last week. Did y'all hear this story? Anybody hear the story? The school district banned the signs last month. The cheerleaders sued and the problem started because somebody called the Freedom From Religion Foundation. It's getting darker, y'all. You wouldn't hear about this 10 years ago now, would you? I read a story even this morning. In Asheville, North Carolina, there was a box of Gideon Bibles left out at a school, in, in school, in, in an office. The Bible box of Gideon International Bible was just left there. And a boy, child, walked by, took a Bible, and took it home. And his mother got upset because the child volitionally, nobody gave it to him, nothing. The child volitionally picked up the Bible and took it home. The mother got upset and she complained. And the school board is planning to meet to discuss methods to handle issues like this. Well, here's one way to handle it. Tell your son don't bring home no books. Do we have to have a meeting about this? I don't get it. The darkness is getting darker. Silliness, the darkness is trying to again cause you to embrace it. It's getting crazy. The way to overcome darkness, listen, is to turn on the light. You walk in this room, and I'm going to let y'all go. You walk in this room, and there's darkness, and you need, what do you do? If you walk in the room and it's dark and you need some light, you don't just stand there in the darkness and go, ooh, it sure is dark in here. Man, it sure is dark in here. It sure is dark in here. Nobody does that. If you walk in and it's dark in here, what do you do? You go over to the wall and you turn on the switch. And when you turn on the switch, darkness magically goes away. Wow. It's amazing how that happens. Because light and darkness cannot coexist. Period. Oil and water. Maybe you've had some darkness at work, at home. Some people have darkness at home. You know, they're not married to a believer, maybe. 
maybe there's some area of darkness in your life. Listen, I would encourage you, don't fight with the darkness. Turn on the switch. Turn on the light. Walk in Jesus. Be an example. Have a joy to the Lord. Trust God. Be pleasant. Pleasant as Christian. Pleasant. Love the Lord. You know, be biblical. Serve God. Turn on the light. Let Jesus be seen. Don't argue with the darkness. That's silly. Don't fight with the darkness. That's crazy. Folk, don't do that. Turn on the light. Jesus said, I am the light. He's the originator of light and the originator of life. Don't forget that. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.